0: I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all Things brand that I want to talk about, and it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months, and it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout, and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance, and I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course it really does turbocharge my recovery it's something that i really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life so go check out sunwarrior.com and use code first freaking first cut golly I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Fouls Bar Championship. Joining me to break it all down, it's Kyle Porter and KP. We technically have an outline for this show, but you and I have just considered throwing it away and narrating the rest of this Gonzaga game until it's over.
1: Yeah, Gonzaga, Georgia State. Uh, Do you remember any of the old school Gonzaga guys? Like, Wasn't Blake Stepp one of the guys from like the early 2000s?
0: It's the long-haired guy. That uh, was
1: Adam Morrison.
0: Adam Morrison. Okay. That was yeah. the first thing that popped into my brain when you said that.
1: Yeah. There were some great like Gonzaga teams and push you know what's been interesting about this tournament? I don't I used to run an Oklahoma State website covering um am I on the right microphone by the way? I didn't even check that. Okay. Uh covering college football and basketball. And so I used to be pretty not dialed into basketball, but I paid attention and I haven't, I don't, I've watched like one game this year. And the thing that struck me is all the, uh, and this started happening, I guess a year ago, but the short shorts.
0: They're back. Are you in or out? Oh, I'm in. I'm well, if I had quads, like these kids have, I'd be in on it. That's, that's kind of the thing. I I can't pull it off, but I respect the fact that they can.
1: Also, everybody on TV looks older than you, than (laughs) like, I think that I look. And some of these guys, I'm like, how? You look like you're 40. And and some of it, my wife pointed out, is like, well, yeah, he's like six, seven, and 240 pounds. Like, of course, he looks older than you because he's like, you know, way bigger than you. But, um, yeah, it's been fun. I've been watching March Madness all day with the kids. Sneaked in a little Valspar also, so I'm uh, mildly prepared to talk about it.
0: All right, well, we can do the mildly prepared version of round one recap at the Valspar Championship, but we've got a sweat here at the top because uh, Sia Najad, who has been hot fire with his first-round leaders, uh, has given us another sweat. Jacob, do we have the clip? The shot at Mido Pereira at 80-1. to 1. I don't like that one quite as much as the first two. Let's go with somebody from the All-V team, and that is, of course, your first-round stalwart, Jonathan Vegas at 100 to one and then finally listen it's the Valspar we're painting we are painting the town green <laughs> not red with money and that of course is doc Redmond I gotta work on my pictures <laughs> there,
2: so oh, there were so many <laughs> understandable
0: there were so many twists and turns one. in that Adam hadwin <laughs> first round stalwart is what Sia Najad on Monday referred to Johnny Vegas as. Here we go. He's seven under. He's tied for the lead at the top, but there is one man, David Lipsky, who could ruin this all with three holes to go.
1: Yeah, if you would have given me David Lipsky, I'd be even more impressed, Sia. But uh, I didn't like when he said the painting the town green. I thought he was going with the St. Patrick's Day Shane Lowry move there.
0: Yeah, it it was we were off the rails early and often.
1: There but. was a lot there was a lot going on in that uh in that last poll there. But um yeah, Jonathan Vegas, seven under, tied with uh who's he tied with again? The
0: defending champion Samuel Burns. B. Yeah. Yeah. So you they're know both, they're both in at sixty-four KP.
1: It's a good leaderboard too, because you got DJ and and uh JT and Brooks and Webb Simpsons up there. Um God, we can talk about JT in a minute. He is just flushing everything he looks at. I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. So the the pair of 64s from Johnny Vegas and Sam Burns, Lipsky's still out there. He's got a couple of holes to play. Sam Burns, if he could pull it off, KP, obviously plenty of golf to go. He'd become the second man to ever defend his crown at the Valspar Championship. The first to do it was?
1: Uh, Paul Casey.
0: Uh, g- 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 give me Paul Casey. Oh,
1: uh, I blew that. I'm sorry. That's all right. Give full credit. No yeah, way. There you go. Uh, how do you feel about? Do you? Do you? Um, what's your general outlook on guys defending at a place? Like,
0: do you, do uh, I you have excited about I, it? Do you? I have No outlook at it. Like I, it's just you know the the way it always gets framed is. Actually, in the chat, T. Leon is all over this. You know, Greg always looks at it from a a wagering standpoint, and it's like, well, he won last year. There's no way he can win again, which to me, it's like roulette. You know, if if we go uh, five blacks in a row, Black is not hot. Red is not due. The odds of Sam Burns winning this week were not impacted by his win last week. I think it's a cool little nugget. I think it's awesome for these guys to get there and see the signage and say, oh, wow, look at me holding it up there. And I get to do my media and all that stuff. But outside of that, I really have no stance on defending champions.
1: Yeah, I think that's a bad uh I think that's a bad take from Craig. It's tough. It's not great because it's 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 almost like the coin flip thing where it's just every coin flip is independent of the other right
2: exactly.
1: but when you go heads like 3 times in a row it doesn't feel like that it doesn't seem like that yeah but it is you could go ahead 10,000 times in a row yeah and the next and it wouldn't feel like and so just because yeah i don't i don't like that take i'm out on that take uh, the other
0: one is that guys don't win back to back weeks which but that's,
1: and that's related to us with like why wasn't scotty scheffler like being talked about for the players championship right well if he had come in second or third in in phoenix and bay hill instead of winning he would have been and that's just it's 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 dumb because again it's the coin flip thing like every event and i still do it but every event should be i think independent of all the others um and you could have like if you say a guy's in contention a hundred times in his career and he's gonna win seven of those, like five of them might come in the same year. Right. It 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 doesn't they're not uh and and often do. I mean, look at Jason Day's career, like it it they're not um they're not perfectly like sectioned or uh timed out over the course of a career. So I just I I don't know. That's I think that's like such a um mental thing that's like hard to get past hard to believe that it's not true but it i i just i don't
0: it, it can't be it's not no it's not adam hadwin who won this event in 2017 i believe he's lurking as well he's six under par one shot off the lead he's got a hole and a half to play but we can get to some of these big notable names here and the, and the leaderboard is shaping up you got a lot of guys lurking justin thomas my goodness um put on an absolute ball striking display out there a 5 under 66 one blemish on the card he made one putt it was a 60 something footer for eagle it didn't make anything else and still is 5 under par
1: yeah i mean it looked at the beginning of the day like he was going to finish first in from T to green and last in putting uh and he's still the putting was not great i think he did finish he had to finish first from T to green
0: uh, well, I don't have the rankings, but he, he's gained four strokes from T to Green. I imagine that's got to be pretty darn close. Yeah,
1: yeah one. And he was 115th in putting right now. So he made one one putt over seven feet. It was a good one to make because uh, it was 64 feet. But, uh, I mean, this is... I, I, I pulled the last 50 rounds of guys worldwide. He's number one from T to Green. Uh, Rom was second, but it wasn't really that close. And that kind of paints the picture that I've been formulating in my head that came to bear last week and the players that's like, this dude is lights out right now. And he's, he's been better with the putter than you might think. And I think the result of that is a bunch of T threes, T fours, T twos. He just hasn't won. And this is the Valspar last year is the, is actually the place. I think after the players, wait, when was the Valspar last year? May. Okay. So the Valspar last year before the PGA was the place where we first started noticing like, ah, JT is not putting it that well. Right. And that continued like into the summer. And it, it, it feels like, I mean, he didn't put well last week at the players, but overall it's been better so far this year. And I'm interested to see, I mean, you saw the numbers there. If he puts at average, the rest of this event, he's probably going to win with the way he's hitting it. So I, I'm I'm intrigued to to kind of see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, he's not a great putter, but it looks worse than it is because he has more looks from eight feet than everybody else. And you yeah. see, you see basically every shot he hits. He's one of the six or eight guys that you basically see every every ball that he hits on the PGA tour, you basically see on the coverage, whether it's through PGA Tour Live or when we get to the weekend stuff. So it's it's just it's much more apparent, and it's just when he misses a putt, he gives you the old like which way was that going shoulder shrug? I, you know what I mean? So it's just, he's definitely a better putter than, than if you just watched him on
1: TV, you would think it's a little Rory ish. Rory's a good putter. And I think if you ask, ask the average golf fan, they'd be like how oh, Rory can't putt. It's like, eh, that's not actually true, but you see a lot of like, a lot of this, right know, where he's moving his hands around and it's like he's very confused yeah (laughs) but he makes i mean they both make a lot of like 12 footers also jt just didn't make any of them on thursday uh
0: by the way the fact that we are even this deep under par is fairly rare i imagine this is uh and jt talked about it in his in his post round uh interview it's just that soft Florida golf that we're getting right now. You know they've been they've been dumped on with rain over the course of the last couple of weeks, and it's it's kind of playing itself out. But you don't usually see the Copperhead Course give up multiple sixty fours, multiple sixty fives. Like it's it's playing easy out there. Well, we've seen
1: winners like around these numbers, right? Uh, the leaders are at seven. We see we've seen winners at like eight, nine, ten. You know, often. So I think that kind of speaks to to what you're talking about there, which. You know, I, I think that leads to—I um I don't know—maybe a little surprise that there's that many stars at the top because normally you would think that a harder course would lend itself to those guys being up there. But uh yeah, it's a—I mean, it, like I said at the off the top, it's a—it's a great leaderboard so far.
0: Yeah. So the big boys here lurking at four under, which is at this moment three shots off the lead. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. Louis in is there. Matt Fitzpatrick is there. Uh, Potpourri. Hey, Xander Shawflee's. Webb Simpson is there. Tommy Fleetwood. They're all four under par. Which? Mark is three under. Morkow is three under. Bubba Watson's three under. Who do you want to talk about? Uh, probably DJ coming yeah.
1: off 63 at Sawgrass. I think that's right. And he was he, awesome. He lost strokes with the putter. On the 63 or today? Oh, today. Okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, where is he? Yeah, he was. He kind of had the JT line, basically. Uh, I want to see him have some momentum going into Augusta, and that was kind of what I. I think we might have talked about this, or maybe I just wrote about it. Um. Oh, they just showed an old Georgia State Baylor highlight. I thought Baylor got beat today. That was from like six years ago
0: as the Zaga opened it up yet. Yeah, we we were talking like, they're just, they're yeah, still 15 18 points.
1: Yeah. It's over. Um, okay. I want to see DJ have some momentum going into Augusta because he hasn't, he really hasn't had a bunch of momentum since he won the 2020 masters. Right. He just, he it's been, he's been fine, but he hasn't, I don't think he's won at least not on the PGA tour. And, uh, I was excited about his 63 at Saga Rest. That was like, I know it was n- meaningless, and but it's still, you know, so, uh, well, I guess it was Monday at TPC, at TPC Sawgrass. It, it's it's not completely meaningless, and uh, yeah, it'd be great if he got in contention this week.
0: Yeah, it certainly would be. Uh, Brooks is there as well. Producer Jacob sent us a, a, a text earlier, and I don't know if it's uh, still holding true, but the odds for Brooks Kepka to win were something like 20 to 1, while Dustin Johnson's were 8 to 1 at the time. I'll pull up the odds in just a little bit here. But I, I thought it was interesting that Caesars kind of treats those guys differently. But I also imagine part of it is not trying to get burned by all the pre tournament money on DJ.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, it wouldn't be on Brooks because he doesn't win or what?
0: No, well, I, I just think, I think usually when you see something like that, so, okay, so as of right now, Dustin Johnson's 11 to one, Brooks us 25 to one. Um, when books get a lot more action on one guy, so I, I assume a lot more people before the tournament start bet on Dustin Johnson. Uh, so, okay. the, yeah, now that he's yeah. in contention Books are half to shorten his odds because they don't want to get burnt from bets before the tournament started and they don't want to get burnt on Live bets if he wins them.
1: If he yeah, wins them. That, that makes sense. Um, Brooks is interesting because you almost have to, like he's on some good numbers right now, right? Even even at TPC Sawgrass last week, he was like 35 or 40 or 45 to 1. Yeah. But you ha- you almost he's somebody you have to bet like every single week because he's going to miss like six cuts and then he's going to win. You can't
0: just bet him like twice, right? Uh, yeah, especially because it's so hard now more than ever to kind of figure out where he might play well. Phoenix is an easy one, major championship, sure. But outside of those five weeks a year, you have really no idea of what version of Brooks Kepka you're going to get. So, yeah, I, I think most of the the wagering industry is you're either like an every week Brooks guy or you're a no Brooks guy ever. And you yeah. just you don't get wiped when he if he wins three times a year.
1: Right. Uh, Gonzaga's up 20, by the way.
0: Yeah, geez. Oh, man. That was quick. Very quick. What was the line? Do we, producer Jacob probably knows. Jacob, if you Uh, know, it's like 22. They might cover. Yeah. (laughs) no, they will for sure. It's like 22 and a half is uh, what we had. I was about to put an X
1: on the early edge. Some one of our guys betted at 22 and a half minus two and a half. I can't get over this Holmgren kid, 34. (laughs) (laughs) I said before we went on, he looks like Chesson Hadley out there. He's like, I think he's seven one and like 190.
0: Yeah, he's um, he's going to need to put on some muscle at the next level, I assume.
1: But he, uh, somebody was telling me the other day, my friend Matt was telling me that he's like a top five pick. Did you, speaking of picks, did you guys talk about the live golf stuff on Wednesday? Yeah, we did. You want to talk okay. about it? Uh, I don't know. Just show me a, one player. Just give me one player. That's all I want.
0: Uh, All right. How about we do this? We're going to dive back into that odds board and figure out who the heck's going to win this golf tournament. We'll give you an update on David Lipsky here in just one second, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners.
2: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
0: And we're back. David Lipsky, short of the green at the par 317th. If we assume he gets up and down from there, he's got one hole to play to potentially burn this Johnny Vegas first round leader wager. So the three guys who are currently at seven under par, Thanks to our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook with the odds. Sam Burns, four and a half to one. He's your favorite. Justin Thomas, six and a half to one. He's two back. DJ, 11 to one. As we talked about, he's at four under. Vegas, who's in the lead right now, is 16. And David Lipsky, who's out there playing as well, 25 to one KP. So a lot of respect for the big names. This guy's name is Chet Holmgren, by the way. Do you know anybody named Chet? I know
1: zero Chets. The only Chet I know is from reading the Hardy Boys growing up. Chet Morton, I think, was the guy's name. I can see you as a big Hardy Boys guy. Oh, all of them. Every one of them. Um, I kept is in. I mean, we talked about it already. He's interesting just because of the numbers. So uh, what was he before the tournament?
0: Probably 40, dude. They let him slide. They he. There are some stars that they will never move off the top of the board. It took them two and a half years to move Jordan Spieth finally. And... Kepka, they will like two weeks after a bad event. He's he's 40 or 50 to one. It's a amaz- They must not take a lot of handle on Kepka to move him around like
1: that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, JT is too short, I think. Uh, what's more, a so tape?
0: more? OK, so Louis Louis is 22 to one. Uh, Morikawa is 16 to one, which is probably close to what his pre-tournament odds were, maybe a little bit longer. And he started off slow and then flipped a switch and got kind of hot coming in.
1: Yeah. And he was first off the tee. He was 129th around the green, which is not good. Uh, he was my pick this week. Not my one and done. Shout out Russell Knox for shooting a 71 or whatever. Uh, he's at even. That's not good.
0: Uh, I don't know. What do you like here? I think I like. is interesting. That is interesting. 22 to 1, Matt Fitzpatrick. Let's go a little bit further. Okay. What's the deal? What's the deal with Webb Simpson? Is I don't goes, know. Now, is he back and healthy and feeling it again? Because this should be a good spot for him. And he is 28 to one. He's four under. I know he had a stretch of, he went birdie, birdie Eagle 12 through 14, which he's obviously not going to do, but like a, a healthy web is pretty strong here.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Did he finish at three also? Finish or at four. Finish at four. Yeah. I just don't know that you can trust. I mean, he, he just hasn't been very good. He missed the, I think he missed the cut last week. Um,
0: did and that was his first start in a long that was the first start since he withdrew before whatever that event he withdrew before with the neck injury we had not seen him since last week was the first start
1: woodland's interesting since he's he's won here and he's been playing really well which is great it was great to see i mean he he, he kind of dropped off and that was probably injury related for a while but um is he a, i presume at that number he's three under
0: there are some really four under He's four under because there's so many guys at the top, big names at the top of the board. There's a lot of value lower. Bubba Watson is 50 to one. Bubba Watson destroys this place.
1: I, I like, I like Woodland on this list. He, he He's just, I mean, yeah, great 66, but also like playing great. That's a long number for somebody who's a major champion who wins a decent amount. Um, I think if I had to take somebody and this is, still impossible because it's 18 holes in, but I, I like that number for Gary Woodland.
0: Gary Woodland, 33 to one at the moment. Let me get a check on Lipsky. Looks like he's going to tap in for par. He's in for par. Okay, so he's got one hole to go. One sweat left for... See ya. And it's kind of a big sweat because you could either get, you can either get wiped here KP. If, if Lipsky makes birdie on 18, you get nothing. If he makes par your hundred to one ticket becomes 33 to one. Or if he makes bogey, your hundred to one ticket becomes 50 to one. There's, there's a lot on the line here.
1: There is a lot on the line. Um, well by the way, two top fives in a row before missing the cut at the players last week. So it's playing good golf.
0: Um, I'm, but, I'm hoping yeah. we're to earn some money in the one and done. You you might not with Russell Knox, but DJ, Lowry, Usti, Hadwin, Hovlin. Who,
1: who, who are the other picks? I didn't I, I didn't see it. I was completely out
0: on Wednesday. So here you go. Victor Hovland for Mark, coach, and the fans. So that's the top and the bottom of the board. Okay, so Victor was uh two under, so he's T51 at the moment. Jacob has Adam Hadwin who, as we talked about, was finishing well. He's got one hole to play, six under par. Louis U stays in for Greg. I have Dustin Johnson, and Sia has Shane Lowry. Okay, so there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on.
1: <laughs> Russell Knox kind of, I almost picked Lowry. Um, man, I don't feel great about Russell Knox among this group.
0: I, I got I to gotta be contrarian, though no your your strategy's right, and you've been you've been the lone wolf for two weeks in a row, which I think is the right move. You're just gonna you know you're gonna have to pick off some some good finishes here, but you you're you're, yeah. you're circling it.
1: Yeah, I need a big big day from from my boy, Rue Knox tomorrow. Um, yeah, this is the man i I didn't get a chance to weigh in on this yes or on Wednesday, but um, this is a great event. And I'm glad that the field was good because to me, I think of it as like the travelers of the spring where it's like really well run and guys like to play it. And like, I'm sure we talk about that every year, but uh, I'm pumped about this weekend because I think that especially with this early board, it's going to be, I think this, you know, sometimes you get. Not great fields here because it's in a goofy spot and so it just results in kind of a so-so tournament i think this weekend's gonna be awesome i think it's gonna be really really good uh on a tough good course with a bunch of top 15 guys in the world i'm i'm pumped about it
0: yeah the best players in the world are playing well and also the popular fantasy betting options are playing well so there's like a lot there's a lot of optimism for the weekend so we'll see how it all shakes out we'll be back after each and every round to talk about it. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.